0: Hey guys, welcome to part two of the Slug Blaster beta test. If you've liked what you've heard, please consider going to the Slug Blaster game Kickstarter, which is happening right now, created by the wonderful Mikey Ham. Link in the show notes. Anyway, I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Thomas Seymour Turner, Rochelle Jackson, Duck Moo, Alexander Klaus, Ethan Ferguson, Luca Centaurus, Ken Doyle, Luke Trim, Timu Helisharu, and David Fergman. Thanks for helping these teams beat their rivals.
1: The Jets are here? No, no, we're not leaving to go home with the Jets. Collective is here. You know what they did last time to us? And it goes back to like a YouTube clip where we're like, it's our first try. The green screen's falling in behind us and suddenly there's a shake that hits me on the side of the head and we hear laughter coming from like a nearby table. We look and it's the Jet Collective all posing and they recorded us and then there, there was also, you know, there's a lot of cursing from us and then somebody in Swedish put that into like some sort of techno remix. It was embarrassing. It was the worst ever. And so I was like, no, 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 no. There's no way In hell, we're gonna let them uh, win this thing.
0: And all of you go into the portal and escape into an alley. A dirty alley yeah. there. Uh, you see a look around, and your eyes are hurt for a second because you're in the brightness. Now it's super, it's super, as you realize it's nighttime. But it's somehow even brighter as you see to the left and right these massive, just in this tiny alley, these massive, annoying neon signs. What the heck? Oh, okay. Are we in
2: Vegas? I've always wanted to go to Vegas.
3: Uh, Ace, are you here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No idea where here is, but yeah.
2: You slowly roll through the portal, like still lying down on your board smoking.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Camera's still rolling?
2: Yeah, yeah, we're- And I uh, I catch the drone, put it back in my bag. Yeah, yeah, we're good.
1: Okay. uh, Hey, everybody. This is your name here, and we're here with an update. Uh, We just want to say, first off, thank you to our advertisers. We really do appreciate them, and we cannot do this without the help of panic. And of course, we all love mm, good, good, wholesome meals. So if you're really hungry and you need something, don't forget to grab your blue apron. Now, (laughs) now. If you want to get more of these updates, make sure to hit the like and subscribe button on your screen going on now. And now, here's the update. We are in an alleyway in a new dimension. We don't know where we're at, but if you follow me, we're going to find out. As you can see, there's some neon lights over here, and I'm just walking towards the end of the alleyway and trying to
0: see any idea where we're at. As you go through the alleyway, the neon lights, still it's still hurting our eyes, so you can't really see. You go out and you go into a... Huge uh, street, like one of those giant main streets. Looking around,
2: wait, you. Sp- What's sorry, sorry. As as it's going on, my character says, "One sec, one sec, one sec," and does a couple taps on his phone. Hey Zeus, I'm putting on a black and white noir filter, <laughs> and I'm gonna play some. I'm gonna play some royalty free jazz music in the background as I follow, as I follow uh, McNight and Ace, and I'm gonna lean into the microphone, uh, lean towards the camera, and say. <laughs> McKnight and Ace, Detective Agency. No case is too large. No mystery too small. No wherever the hell we are to wherever the hell we are. Tonight's case, the mystery of the Pyramid Diamond. Plus, we almost got eaten by birds.
1: Hey, dude, don't forget to use Kevin McLeod. Uh, he does creative uh, free music. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kevin McLeod.
2: Thank you very much, Kevin McLeod. That's the most meta thing I think I've ever <laughs> said in this podcast. No, no, that it's is Kevin meta- M- McLeod. It's McLeod. It's McLeod.
0: It's McLeod. Oh, I thought it was McLeod. It's McLeod. McLeod.
2: Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Kevin McLeod. I've been mispronouncing <laughs> your name, which, I mean, God, can you imagine actually meeting him? Like, <laughs> Do you, Imagine if Kevin MacLeod snapped his fingers and all of his music went away. There would be two
1: podcasts left in the world. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. So, so you go out yeah. into
0: a wide street. Uh, it's, the neon is lessened now mainly because it's further away from your eyes. And you see, uh, look around. It looks like numerous cars are buzzing by in this massive street. Uh, looking at the cars, they look somewhat... Uh, uh, you're from like a world of sort of 1990 this is sort of like a, a retro futuristic feel to these cars uh, looking around you see people, uh, numerous people uh, men and women walking around some of them with what, some, some sort of electronic circuitry some of them with robotic arms a lot of trench coats and, and you see a look at some of the neon signs uh, one neon sign says Nutri- nutritional supplements by the Maya Corporation another one shows a, a TV that says a TV for you and your family by the Yata Collectives and another one is looks like a massive number of uh, guns from Spartan Technologies. Are we in Shadowrun? And, <laughs> and
2: we are in non-litigation-inducing
0: Shadowrun. W- you guys actually know is because this is fantastic. You, this is one you've heard about. Apparabellum, uh, sort of. Oh, it's
2: Operabellum. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
0: opera bellum is sort of like a neon uh, cyberpunk noir type setting. Uh, right, Dimension.
2: So good, yeah.
0: Okay, um,
1: uh, hey, 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 Ace, do you know where we're at?
3: Yeah, and Ace kind of reaches again into his pack and pulls out, and I remember having chosen this last time, uh, the map, uh, he's got some of those, uh, dimension maps. So yeah, he, like, opens it up, goes here, turns it around, flips it over again, flips it open yet again, showing a third side to it, because that's how these things work. Finally... Uh, yeah, 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 here we go. Uh, non litigious, uh, yeah, opera bellum. <laughs> okay, a- anything we got to worry about, or is this is this like one
1: of them places where we can breathe and like you know not die in a couple hours? Uh, you guys turned around, and D pad is gone.
2: Uh, you can see his back towards one of the. Uh, he's he's over at one of the stores, but Jesus. Uh, I'm going to need an answer of do we have money? Is this like the strange where we just kind of manifest money when we
0: go into new worlds? I'm going to say you have a, uh, money to. I mean, you're not going to buy like anything expensive.
2: You're, oh, no. Remember, your, it's just that. You're teens. I'm in cyberpunk land and everyone's wearing a trench coat. It will be a cold day in hell <laughs> when 17 year old David would be given <laughs> this opportunity and not buy the t shirt. I'm going
0: to say you're teens, so you have as much money as a teen would have.
2: I am about to shoplift in another dimension.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Ezra, as uh, Demetrius has gone off to apparently try to steal a trench coat to fit in, Uh, you know as you're looking through the map that you are in Upper Rebellum, as you already mentioned, basically a sort of cyberpunk type uh, dimension. You know that there's a nearby portal to Vastiche, another dimension that is sort of like uh, happened at the end of a nuclear war. So it's sort of a Mad Max sort of atmosphere. And then beyond that, there's another portal leading to your home. No. Or specifically, Hellview, your hometown.
3: All right. So clearly, we don't want to go back home yet. But we've got options. We've got options. All right. Uh, yeah. So let's go steal a trash Oh, come on, guys.
1: Higgins says as he watches D pad and Ace walk off. But after, like, Two seconds where it seems like they're not listening. He just lowers his head and then mutters, all right, come on. And then he's going to just follow along, dragging his bat behind him.
0: All right. So, uh, Demetrius, where are you trying to steal a trench
2: coat? I don't know. I'm assuming that because this is a cyberpunk influenced world, that there's just some sort of trench coat emporium or probably also selling
0: guns welcome to trench coats and guns what can i get you you see a what looks like a uh uh some sort of a robotic assist uh assistant behind the counter in this massive store which only sells trench coats and various types of guns uh by the way uh, this this robotic being is basically just the upper half and you see a clear pole that goes from its where its torso should be down into the floor how can i help you we have various sales and various designs in trench coats as well as guns,
2: <laughs> Demetrius looks around and notices that all of the sizes for trench coats simply correspond with the size of weapon you would like to hide in that trench coat Okay, um I guess I'm looking for a
0: shotgun trench coat, which brand. We have the Yata Murderous Intent, we've got the Spartan Spartacator, and of course, a favorite of many, the Maya Magical Creator.
2: Yeah, I think I'm just going to go for the generic trench coat shotgun, uh, hold the shotgun, because I, you know, I
0: got one on layaway for Christmas. Ah, yes, everyone loves the month of Christmas. Very well, we shall get you your trench coat. And it scoots, and the little pole sort of moves, and you realize there's tracks in the floor. And it goes, and he grabs the trench coat. That will be 100 credits. Oh,
2: Jesus, do I know what credits equal, or do I Uh You know them? enough to know you do not
0: have 100 credits.
1: Yeah, I think that's actually an item that you actually, we can actually have, like, money yeah. for the other uh, planes.
0: Yeah. but so I don't think it's an item you chose. No, heavens. No, no.
2: <laughs> no, also as a teenager in real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, uh, hmm, you know, on second thought, uh, I don't know if I'm trench coat size. Guys, do you think I'm trench coat size? Or do you think I'm a shotgun trench coat size?
1: Uh, Clint's going to take a, a, a deep sigh, and then he's going to walk towards the robot- overlord, I don't know, the robot uh shopkeeper, then he's going to be like I need like a custom trench coat in order to uh, d- that's designed to fit me perfectly so could you take a moment to like measure me so, uh I mean, unless D-pad needs to uh, complete this right now I mean, it'll just take about five minutes, I'm sure
2: Yeah, no problem, I just need to see if this thing even like you know, fits my shoulders or whatever because I work out a lot everybody knows that
0: Insertion of compliment. Yes, you do. Work out. A lot. Wow.
1: So, uh, yeah, can I get like you to uh, do a quick tailor job on me?
0: Of course. Please stand perfectly still for five minutes. And you see as eyes blink and replace with these red lasers that slowly start to scan you from top to bottom.
1: And I kind of look towards D-pad. Now that the attention's off him and on me.
0: As you're there wondering, you see the robot go to a clean, it's like, you have wonderful shoulders.
2: Why do I feel like this is probably the most positive reinforcement that either of us have gotten in this?
1: <laughs> I do have great shoulders. <laughs> you, you, hear hear that, that <laughs> you hear
0: that, Bill? You hear that, Bill?
2: Yeah. And uh, my character is going to slow. Actually, no, I'm the guts. Um, and I'm going to try on the trench coat, and I'm going to uh, – it's like, oh, this is a nice feel. And I'm going to, like, inch closer towards the robot facing uh, f- uh, facing Clint, and uh, just <laughs> as the robot is looking Clint over, I'm going to throw my arm over the shoulder of the robot, take a selfie with the coat I'm about to steal, and then I'm going to steal that coat that I'm wearing. <laughs>
0: Give me a roll. Boop,
2: boop, boop, boop. This is how we get famous.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you back. have something? Uh, do you have something called look cool? I do. Do something in bold, stylish way. Tell the GM. Then roll your action like normal. Any problems you get will be worse. But if you succeed, mark one style.
3: Mm-hmm. I totally
1: think this is you trying to look yep. cool. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. This would be the second in uh, about an hour in game. Mm-hmm. uh but why the hell not all right so i got one
0: die mm-hmm. um
1: but you can always add a kick i would love to add a kick
0: do you that use a kick from either your attitude or from your ter- your device
2: that'd be my last kick for the game Unfortunately, yeah, that doesn't yeah. give you
3: any dice it just makes it better if you succeed yep yeah. You have to add well, dice to get dice. I will say for this. Case, oh, I'm you don't sorry. Want to, yeah, you can add, you can add a dice, not yeah, add not a kick. kick.
0: A kick, yeah, mm-hmm. kick. I would suggest not using a kick because it's not part of like a progress bar no. or anything like
2: that. No, but that would be my last die for the entire game. Okay, my, my last bonus die for the entire okay. game. That's fair. Um, so I want to look cool, but if I blow the roll, then everything gets shit for nothing. Oh fuck it! Yeah, I'm totally gonna. I'm gonna take a trouble for an added die. Okay. Um. And I'm, yeah, and I'm gonna try to look cool with my two dice. Okay. And I'm going to
0: roll. I succeed. Oh. Okay. You. You inten- You just straight up succeed as yeah. distracted as you are. Oh, I by- love this because y'all can check the PDF and
2: know that I'm telling the truth. I am <laughs> a shady character. <laughs>
0: Uh, so basically, uh, inching towards the door, you quickly see as Demetrius just bursts out. As he's bursting out, another client, uh, a tallish uh, man in, in, in case it, that looks like it's more like a like a massive cyborg or anything, else, is basically covers your escape as you duck behind him. As he walks in, and he goes, "I would like a trench coat with for my uh, with a minigun, please." Yeah, no, I go now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh... you, and you see the robot like you are done. I have your perfect specifications. You great specimen of a man.
1: Never mind. I didn't know you guys sold miniguns. I don't support that. And he just walks out. (laughs) (laughs) Like disgusted at the man who decided to buy a minigun. Like that was the, apparently that was the line. And he just quickly scurries out following Demetrius. um, And to see if he actually succeeded.
2: Yep. Ezra? Uh, Yeah. What do you do, Ezra? Uh, I mean,
3: we're. I was just outside waiting for you guys to come oh, back okay. and going through my maps. Honestly.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: All right. All right.
1: All right. <laughs> we did. Okay. Do we do we want to do a quick broadcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 okay, okay. And we get away from the shop just in case they have sensors and stuff. And we just find a place that has a nice overhead like neon light. Mm. You know, there's like steam coming out of a nearby gutter, so we have a really cool backdrop. And uh, we wait for the camera to. Give us the go. And we're like, yo, 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 this is your name here. Hey, Demetrius, you're looking fly. Tell me, how'd you get that awesome outfit?
2: (laughs) Demetrius. Demetrius has his back to the camera. He's illuminated in silhouette. And he dramatically turns around and has an unlit cigarette in his mouth. He says, my coat. I got this coat the same way I got everything else. The hard way. And it bears down on my shoulders like all those times I could have solved those crimes. Ezra, get us out of here, toots. And then I flicked the cigarette that I found on the ground. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. And as you're there in front of the camera and you're, you tell uh, Ezra to, to take you where you need to go to, a, to finally leave this place. Because you're done here. You've done your job. You've had your adventure. And, uh, and right on the camera, right behind you, there's this giant megastream in one of the buildings that turns on, and you hear, and it, there's this vision of of a blue humanoid android with dreadlocks and it made of what you assume some sort of like thick wire that are attached to these massive machines in the back, and it goes. Well, lo, sentience of Neon City. It is your host and greatest person in the world, your friend, well, me, DJ Decimo, here today to present the one and only and greatest championship of Neon City, the famous yearly board battle, where three teams or more are gonna race across this wonderful city for the grand prize. Presenting our contestants for this year. First off, we've got bah, 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 the Android Apostles. And his images changes to what looks like three androids. Although the androids look uh shorter than an average android or the average person, they look like teen androids. All of them dress like uh all of them dress with these hoodies and with uh, the Android uh, apostles' uh, names on them. Next up being the Neuromancers. You see a bunch of other teens, but all of them seem to, some of them have cyber war, some of them have what these looks like uh, VR goggles on, and seem to be sort of coding in the air like they're master programmers. And finally, from out of town, the Jet Collective. And, and the Jet Collective appears, a group that you're familiar with, a group that are famous they're super famous slug bastards, but also have a sort of elitist ad- attitude towards slug basting. You recognize them as Mariko, a fairly uh, well built, well uh, built uh, young uh, Asian girl; uh, Christine, a uh, dark skinned, with a smallish fro uh, African American girl; and Rebecca, a tallish uh, redhead with freckles. Who shall win? The Neon City Board Battles, and remember, drink neon soda. Okay,
1: first off, we need to get some of that neon soda, because it sounds amazing. Second off, the Jets are here? No, no, we're not leaving to go home with the jet. Collective is here you know what they did last time to us and it goes back to like a YouTube clip where we're like it's our first try the green screen's falling in behind us and suddenly there's a shake that hits me on the side of the head and we hear laughter coming from like a nearby table we look and it's the Jet Collective all posing and they recorded us and then there was also you know there's a lot of cursing from us and then somebody in Swedish put that into like some sort of techno remix it was embarrassing it was the worst ever and so I was like no 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 no. there's no way in hell we're gonna let them uh, win this thing i'm
2: checking my phone right now i don't see our invite so i mean obviously this whole thing is screwed up
1: well we don't need an invite listen i don't even need to win this thing we just need to make sure they don't win so i say we go to where this thing starts off and we illegally enter and we cause a ruckus like your name always does We throw up some, you know, paranoid paraphernalia to all the fans out there. We ruin the Jet Collective, and then we get some Swedish dude to remix them cursing at us, and they'll become viral. But not in a good way.
2: Hell yeah, this thing's totally lame anyways. It'll probably be the most exciting part of the entire thing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think, Ace? Uh, Ezra kind of, he was holding up the maps uh, that he had, and he was like, so there's like an, an underground mall. Wait, what are we doing again? Jet Collective,
1: they're here. They're going to be awesome. We need to ruin them. You in? Uh,
3: all right, but we we still got to go to the mall later, right?
1: Yes, we're going. Listen, listen, we're going to get back and we're going to get this crystal delivered to our dude, so we have that VIP entrance. But right now, it's a little bit more important. We need our fans to know that we are going to cause some major rift action. You ready? Who's with me?
2: Heck yeah! Let's, Let's do-, do this.
1: Heck yeah. And then we're going to throw our our hoverboards to the ground, hop on, and we're going to head off towards wherever this competition's taking place. Or we're going to try to find out where this competition's taking place.
0: You know this competition is going to take place from the giant messages past all the, the twenty obviously twenty minutes of commercials. Uh, the, the location uh, is going to go to what is – it's going to start at Neon Tower, the tallest building in Neon City. And from there, it's going to cr- it's going basically stretch across the numerous rooftops of the rest of the city. All right. And neon and the Neon Tower basically looks like uh, – it was, sort of looks like the Empire State Building, but if it kept going
1: – It starts at the top. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is a smart idea. We're, we're doing this. Uh, yeah, we're heading towards the uh, Neon Tower.
0: As you head to the Neon Tower, you see – what looks like severally several uh men and women, huge people with in suits and sunglasses will look look at you. can I help you uh
1: yeah, yeah, we need to get in
0: there, and you are a part of the Android apostles, the Android apostles, the all android team. Oh no no no!
1: We're not part of the team. We're part of the people who actually make sure they're actually repaired. Especially if you know the second team right there—they're known for major hackers. So we need to make sure their fireware is updated to withstand any whoa, possible whoa, whoa, attacks. Whoa
2: whoa 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 whoa, buddy buddy buddy! You know we signed an NDA.
1: Oh, they're not gonna tell. They they probably signed an NDA too. Listen, we're all just trying to do our jobs here, gentlemen.
2: I mean, yeah, if you wanna if you wanna run the risk that they get thrown to the lawyers, fine. But. I didn't say nothing.
1: I, okay. Well, whatever. You know, I'm sure these people didn't bet for the, and none of them probably put money down on the Android apostles. So if they're, they they, if they trust the second team in order to not, you know, hack and do their shenanigans like the last time, then I guess, uh, I guess where our job here is done. We'll go back to the, uh, the boss and tell him that you guys uh, feel like you're secure.
2: Yeah, it also be, I mean, it'd be kind of sketchy, you know, we brought up, like, you probably didn't bet on them, and then they still stopped us.
1: It's ridiculous. I mean, look at your, look how good you're, like, you know, uh, you know, yeah, you're stopping us, I'm surprised, because my friend clearly is wearing one of the best trench coats around here. You know, that's, a, you don't get a trench coat like that without being a man of, you know, great importance.
2: Yeah, I spent a lot of money to look this good, you know, so I can be stopped by a couple of jabronis at the back door, pardon my French. Not so I can make a good impression on the team because of our company and they expect us to look nice. Excuse these two jabonis that I'm with. Pardon my French. They're still – they're waiting for their trench coats, which is on layaway for Christmas month.
1: Yeah. So how about you guys be the best part of binaries and be some number ones and not any, not zeros?
0: They look at you. They look at each other. And you see one of uh, what – two of them like discuss. I, know yeah, I mean – how much do you have on the Android? Two, 200 credits? Seriously, you know how much that is? I,
2: I turn towards, well, when just as they turn towards, I'm just going to look right at uh, uh, Ace and McKnight and say, what do you think the new guys that are going to take their jobs are going to look like? You think they're going to give us a problem
0: too? Because I don't know. One of them turns like, uh, please hurry up. This race is about to start. Uh,
1: thank you. And I just keep on walking. And Clint takes a deep breath and nods his head like, all right.
3: Yeah, so as, as we're walking past them, uh, Ace kind of looks up and like, you do are a credit to your profession. And, uh, and then keeps going in. <laughs> I always just see Shaggy every time in my mind with you. Like,
1: you're like, like, like you're yeah. <laughs> like, jinx, jinx. The
2: dog talks, man. I'm not. <laughs> seriously. First of all, we don't see a dog. Wow.
0: <laughs> and so basically you uh, head into the main facility, you pass the main lobby towards several elevators, and you see one marked... Top floor, which because you already said who you were, the door is automatically open for you. And the, by the way, this elevator is huge. It feels like a freight elevator, but extremely fancy. So it's a lobby essentially.
1: <laughs> so I enter and I take a seat. Uh, I'm yeah, sure there's yeah. like nice oh, yeah. couches and mimosas, and that's what I do as I
3: wait to go up to the top floor. Yep,
0: the doors close in here as a as you see a timer go up two minutes. At one minute and fifty-five seconds, there's the sound of a lighter sparking. <laughs> no, there isn't one because as soon as you pull at that joint, an a automatic uh, lighter pu- pu- pulls up on a little wire and goes. Tsss. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you also you hear the plan,
2: s- guys. We don't leave the elevator,
0: <laughs> and there's also a little small fan to let the the weed smoke sort of leave the elevator. So for once, he's not hotboxing the <laughs> dude.
2: All right. So when we get up there, what do you guys want to? Dude, do you want to just kind of jump off and woohoo i mean the second we get up there we're going to be a broadcast depth so we'll be able to put this to all of our followers
1: uh yeah as we are talking i'm taking out my camera gear which is pro camera gear which i'm assuming is like just vests and a helmet so people can like get a good look at me during this whole thing i say that as soon as we get in we'll see what's going on up there we have no idea what's like you know the track looks like the security but yeah, we see an opening, we go in, and our goal is to ruin the jets.
2: I have an idea for a video. Uh, help me get these ch- chairs together. And I'm going to drag the leather, ch- the nice leather chairs uh, in the vertical lobby together. And uh, take uh, your nice GoPro, uh, McKnight, and put it on my drone, activate my drone. So it's kind of like its own floating tripod. And I'm going to be like, okay. Ready? Just follow my lead on this one, all right? It's going to be like that time we did d and D a a couple of times. Only a couple of times, because otherwise it's for nerds, right? Anyways, three, two, one. H- okay, McKnight,
1: roll. Hey! Players, this is your name here, and we are back at you coming at you live. First, make sure to smash that like button and hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with our updates. And remember, you're not crazy, you're just paranoid. Bam! Drink it. Ace, you lost the roll. You have to drink it this time. <laughs> I mumble. Yeah.
3: And I did the camera turn to Ace, who's like, fish us out of can. Gives the big old smile. we quickly move the
1: camera away from him so he can spit it out
2: (laughs) (laughs) into a potted plant that immediately (laughs) wilks. i look over at ace and reach for the reach for the joint i say oh hi i look at the camera like shitting and grin (laughs) i didn't see you there this is d-pad from your name here i hope you like our new surroundings we were just relaxing in the place that we're always relaxing which is our clubhouse and we were ruminating. Gentlemen, how do you feel about making something lame infinitely more awesome?
1: Indubitably, dude.
2: <laughs> Sounds dope to me. Great. Well, I think that the thing that we should bestow our coolness upon is none other than DJ Decimal's board battle in Neon City.
1: Well, dude did we get an invitation? <laughs> oh,
2: my dear McNight. When you're your name here, and I look dead at the camera, you don't need a fucking invitation. Cut. Womp 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 Take a couple more tracks of the joint, then hand it back. Okay, so the second we get to the top,
0: post that. And as soon as it, the door opens after that end of the two minutes, and you see before you what well, looks like. What look at the rooftop of the Empire State Building, like it's one of those uh, observation sort of towers, but much wider. And you see ahead of you, uh, the three teams in uh, far ahead, of three three teams on what looks like a far, some sort of ramp ahead of them. But standing in front of the elevator, you see DJ Decimal, the bluish android with a with the with long stretches of what the, looks like these wire dreadlocks. Look at you, Mike in his hand. What is this? Your new victors. Your name here, baby. Your name here. I don't see you on a corporate sponsorship board. What? Yeah, you, yeah, you do.
2: Obviously, look in the sign-in sheet. The sign-in sheet that we all filled out. Sign-in sheet. This, yeah, to fill this thing out to get to become part of it. You know, the invite. Yes, send us the invite, and then we sign it. In, the, it invite for the for. The, look, and I'm gonna like. Does he have, like, a data slate? What is he, he looking a at? He has sort of like a data slate thing. Okay. And I'm going to, like, start uh, fishing through it, looking for some sort of, like, waiver. I'm looking for a sheet that would require you to put in your name. What is in the space when you haven't filled out a sheet that requires your name? It says, I, your name here. So, technically, I'm going to try to bamboozle him into thinking we already signed up for it. Because oh. it says our team name exactly where you would need to put the...
0: Oh, put, okay, 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 yeah. okay. Okay, sorry, I was confused for a second of what you were trying to pull. Okay, yeah. You know what? Give me a roll. Let's see what happens.
2: Oh, this is not going to be great.
0: Um. So
2: no skills anymore, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a point of trouble. Oh, wow, then, okay. Well, because like... I'm only going to be rolling a D6 for this, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm and i the guts, and I have no way to, like, really mm-hmm. pump it any other way. All right. And also because if this doesn't work, yeah, I just want this to work, <laughs> I guess. So, here we go. You
0: succeed, but there's a problem. You see DJs look at you like, there must have been a problem with the programming. It's fine. It's fine. We can... And it stops, and he looks, wait, is that Wilkie's Panic? Yeah, and
3: Ezra was in the middle of, like, shoving a couple of cans around, and like, oh, yeah. Oh my god, you're sponsored by Wilkie's! Why didn't you
0: say so? Yeah, 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 we're sponsored by Wilkie's! Perfect, and as, of course, as a corporate sponsor, they will take 50% of your earnings. Congratulations for being part of their team.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, why don't you join the contestants up front? Soon, the, all of Neon City will be watching all of you.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I just walk by uh, like, like I own the place, and uh, as we're approaching the other teams, I'm just slowly banging my bat on top of the ground, trying to get the attention of the jet. Uh, what
0: what's it called? Jet. The Jet Collective. The Jet Collective ladies. Uh, they turn around and they look just like. And you see Mariko? Holy crap. Girls, look at this. It's the... Couldn't decide on a name here. No,
1: we did decide on the name. It's your name here because we actually value our fans. Mm. We want them to be part of our group, unlike you, who are just in it for, I don't know, bragging rights. Which, so are we, but you know, you suck at it.
0: Then why do we have... what, What was the calculations, Christine? Christine looks at her pad. I think we have what looks like 20... 30, oh, I'm sorry, 50 times your numbers. Quality
2: over quantity. Look, Brett, I'm very (laughs) sure that you're happy about your bot collective. Um, But the point is, we all know, we've heard, (laughs) quote unquote, we've heard that you've got lawyers and we've heard that that's why you don't get called out for using a lot of bots and pay for play. Listeners.
0: Oh, such accusations. Allegedly.
2: Allegedly.
1: Hey Morico, the good the way we see it is this. If we lose, people just expect us to lose. But when we kick your ass, people are gonna remember that. So literally, nothing bad can happen with us going and doing this race where you there is an option where you look awful. And guess what? That options going to become a reality. Hey, Christine. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I said like you know like there was a moment of se- like like we're just glaring at each other. Then suddenly like Christine steps behind like around her, and suddenly Clint like gets a blank look on his face. Hey, Christine.
0: Hey. Uh, Clint.
1: It's Clint. It's Clint. We we yeah, took algebra I know, together. I know
0: that was that was in the class. I remember. I remember. Yeah,
1: really. I love what you done did with your 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 hair. It's it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's no, nice. Yeah, no,
0: I, I thought I thought I'd go for a, like a short fro this time mm-hmm. instead of like the usual braids. I need, I really wanted to try a new another uh, thing. And you see, you see Rebecca just just knee, uh elbow her in the stomach. Hey,
1: uh, I mean, <laughs> we'll see you out
0: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, and then you see Rebecca look at you and she was like there is a third option. You see, the board battle has a ten percent death rate. Um, hmm? and you see, <laughs> you see lights; these intense beams hit all of you, and you hear the sounds of the electronic cameras. Uh, basically, these cameras that look like they're made of light that start circling all around you. Ladies and gentlemen others, welcome to the board battle, where these brave souls will risk the dangers in order- in for your entertainment. Are you ready? Ace!
1: Ace! Ace! Did- did our sponsorship come with any sort of, like, insurance plan for our parents if we die?
3: Um, uh, gotta say
1: probably no. Oh god, this is bad. I told my- okay- okay no we're fine they're just trying to scare us we're fine it's like there's like flames flames are flying i'm like oh, 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 oh
2: please welcome our please welcome our guest commentator the undertaker
1: <laughs> before we begin let's make sure to remember all the other teams that can't join us and it's just like goes on for 20 20 <laughs> minutes of instant replay an
3: <laughs> oh
1: yeah it's a lance Set, and it's just like 20 minutes of like, the, like them just like getting spiked
3: and like getting like
1: if I the end i'm like i don't
3: feel
2: so good is this hoverboard or dark souls what is
1: happening brought to you by our sponsor dark souls (laughs) hover souls
0: and and as the the timer goes to zero
2: i'm gonna run down the clock as uh as the as the timer goes down, shit-talking Christine the entire time, uh, just casually going over to the starting line, and this, as the timer goes down to zero, and I and I just look at her and say, 10% death rate, shit, talking to you is already putting me in hell, and I'm just going to fall forward onto my board, not a care in the world.
0: Yep, and you fall forward as it's over with the catacare world, as the ramp instantly goes down. Good news, so do I. <laughs> yep. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it guys were
2: already nailing this. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. And basically you see as as you get closer, you see that uh what looks like several uh maybe a twenty feet away, the ramp continuous ramp goes in front of you, and you look behind you and the ramp disappears. And you're going through numerous curves in the air following these ramps.
1: Uh hey Zeus, I'm actually gonna to try to do some style. Okay. Uh in order to basically there's a move I do where since it's straight it just pretty much goes straight down, I have a move where I basically – my board doesn't work. We have already established that. So I just go into a free fall and the, as I'm getting closer to where that eventually starts, you know, doing twists and turns, I'm going to activate my board then. So I'm just
0: trying – it's giving me an advantage. I'm basically trying to do uh, looks cool. Do it. All right. Yep. Actually, no, I will leave it for the next roll. Great, great. Yeah, for when it comes up. But yeah. And as you go through these noobs curves, you're basically, uh, because your hoverbirds are cool, but they can only levitate. They can't fly. That's why it's levitating on these ramps. And and as as you're going through this road, uh, jumping every once in a while, it goes to, you hear the voice of uh, DJ Decimal echoing in your heads. First part of this grand board battle, the stunners. Uh, You see all these various uh, balls of various shapes and sizes start twirling all around you. And all of you see is as these random sh- uh, electrical shots start shooting at all of you. So you're trying to dodge all of them. And I'm going to ask for a roll from Ezra. Yeah. As these, ra- as these various balls of light try to hit you. All right.
3: I'm going to roll that. I'll just roll plus one die because I'm chill. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm going I'm to activate look cool. And depending on the results of the roll, I will see just how cool I do in fact look. Uh, that is a five and a one, which I believe means I succeed, but there's a problem. So I, so I do succeed, uh, which means, uh, but if I succeed, I'm sorry, Mark one style. And, uh, the way, he, the way he, he looks cool is basically, um, as, as, uh, these, what are these? They're like, uh, star, like balls of energy coming in yes. here. Uh, balls of energy, yep. So, so as they're flying towards Ezra, Ezra, uh had been paying absolutely zero attention in fact he he was riding his board facing you know backwards uh you know uh yeah, facing up into heaven going down into hell both middle fingers up um and uh and one of those like energy bolts like goes right past his uh head startling him a moment which causes him to inhale a little bit too much and then he begins just coughing terribly as he, as he uh just bends over rises up
0: again to get air
3: bends over again, and every time he does that, another one of the balls just completely, the stunners completely misses him.
0: Yep, that's amazing. except for one that sort of grazes you, giving a mild but still painful electrical shock. All of you survive that little escapade and go off to the next session. You hear DJ Desmond. next we go, ladies and gentlemen, to the next challenge, the loop-de-loop. And you say, what the heck's the loop-de-loop? And you look, and you see various loops start to form in front of you. And large gaps in between all, and you realize you have to loop numerous times, jump almost a ridiculous distance to the next over and over and over again. And Clint, I need to roll from you, and you can use the style you were planning for before. And oh, I'm going to say, uh, Ezra, as you were going through yours, you saw that one of the androids got shocked. And basically, he landed th- through a window, and basically fell through a window.
1: Uh, and uh, do I get an extra dice for this? No, I do not, so... I succeed. So what I do is at one point, I kind of get an idea of where the next loop is going to materialize. And instead of going through like the loop that's in front of us, Clint just kind of dives off the side of the railing. And as he's falling, suddenly the loop that was materializing does right in front of him. So he makes a, a very good guess, but it looks like he's a precog at this point. So he, he, he does the loop and holds up his hands in victory. And
0: we go. To the final challenge. Anti-grav. And all of you see. As the ramps in front of you. Stop moving. And you quickly go off into empty air. And for a second you're afraid you're going to fall. But then you realize you're sort of. Sort of gliding. On pockets of gravity. But it's, you can't see where to land. You have to sort of sense it. And you're almost like both. Sl- sliding, th- sliding and swimming through it. Cl- Demetrius. I'm gonna need a roll.
2: Okay. The second we hit, uh, we hit um, anti-grav. Demetrius is gonna smile and say, say towards his drone, like hell. I'll say when it's anti-grav, and I'm going to use my gravity beam to give myself a burst of speed instead of becoming null. Okay. So, so, so you use your final dice. Yep. I'm gonna add my final die, and a kick is good if I succeed.
0: Uh, yes, but in this role you don't you don't need it. I'm going to sell you right now because I'm using it for progress. This is just one-time rolls. Okay. I'm not sure if this out of the roll. This is beta. We're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case,
2: uh, I'm going to actually – I'm trying to think of a way to make this look uh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to do a handstand while I go forward. Okay. And so I'm going to use uh, – sh- uh, I'm going to look cool. And I forgot to do this last time. I have show off, so I get a plus one die any time I try to look cool. Okay. Um, so that is three dice. I succeed. Woo! Straight up. Three dice. I'm really stacking the, stacking this for me. Yep. Um, but also that's my last, uh, last bonus die. Yep. And, and yeah, that's the style.
0: Yep. And as you do that, you see sadly as a, as some of the, uh, one of the new romancers just misses a, a area of gravity and falls onto the roof of a nearby building. boop
2: boop. It hurts. There's definitely a moment where I'm upside down, looking behind me, doing a handstand on my hoverboard, and I see that android fall, and my eyes go wide, and then I see them, like, miss all these different lethal things and just land, like, with a thud onto a rooftop. I'm like, okay, thank God. (laughs) I'm too young
0: to be – I'm too young for a thousand-yard stare. (laughs) And it looks like we have two full teams left. Who will make it to the finish line? You see the ramp suddenly appear right in front of you, and further off, uh, several yards away, is the finish line. It's heated heat. It's a dead heat between you and uh, it's dead between you and Jet Collective. And this, time I'm going to need one more roll. But this isn't going to be a regular roll. This is going to be a trouble roll. You're going to roll a one d six, and let me get the exact rules one sec. And you're gonna need to roll underneath your trouble score. So tell me, who on this team has the most trouble?
1: I have two trouble, so trouble, one.
0: trouble, trouble. Two, two, and Ezra, two. So one of you give me a roll and tell me if you roll two or one.
1: All right. So can I use? Uh, can I add dice to fight? Uh, can I add extra dice for this roll if I wanted to? Uh,
0: it does not yeah, I don't say. Think so. I don't. I think this is just a straight up. Tr-
1: Okay. Oh, no, no. It's it's it says occasionally uh, oh. the GM will ask for a trouble roll. Roll one d six. Okay, so yeah. If you can roll, roll under one d six, so I have to roll. If you roll under your trouble score, disaster strikes. Exactly. I rolled a five. Woo! Which is over my two.
0: Woo! All right. Since you took the risk, how do you win? So is it first
1: person or first team? Like first everybody. Team
0: has- question. Shoot.
2: Billy and Dan do we win Ooh. or do we let them do we make a big show of getting in front of the camera? We're so far ahead. We set up like inches from the finish line, just like us waiting for them.
1: Ooh. So I like every that.
2: time, every time they look at that first place, um, for, for this race, they're going to know we gave it to them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. We are like, uh, we are, uh, we are. Oh my god!
2: I got it. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on.
1: Okay. Do you want to do this then?
2: <laughs> no. 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 I want to hear. Sorry. Go on. No, you could.
1: You could do. You could do it.
2: The only thing I would suggest is because we're using your cameras, um, whatever filter you used when we did the when we did the the promo shot of us sitting in the vertical lobby, you replicate on this. So there's like a symmetry. Uh, maybe even like overlay the same music or something like that. So it's like playing Vivaldi, you know, when we're shit talking about breaking into this and then it cuts to us when it's playing Vivaldi and we're shit talking while we're clearly in the, anyways, I've had a lot of caffeine for so late at night. Anyways, Billy, what's your idea?
1: Oh yeah. So I say we are, we, we definitely get that burst of speed from your gravity beam, David, uh, and we are absolutely ahead. At one point, it looks like uh, Rebecca almost gets knocked down. And so her team has to grab her a little bit. And that just gives us further ahead. So by the time they're trying to catch up and they're pushing their boards as m- far as they can go, uh, as they, you know, round up the hill or crest the hill, they just see us uh, standing in front of the finish line, not crossing it with, uh, with all of us dr- taking sips of uh, paranoid waiting for them to come by and uh you know as the camera's rolling we're just like you said just kind of shit talking of like you know uh you know just basically giving the finger to corporates I'm saying like, you know, it's really, you know, it just seemed like their corporate overlords uh, really needed them the win. So we're just going to let them win because, you know, as your name here uh, stands for, uh, yeah, we got sponsorships, but Panic and Us, we're cool. Because the, the sponsors at Wilkie's understands that we are promoting Paranoid. But you know what the coolest thing that, you know, they might just release if you guys give us enough upvotes, their next energy drink. Chill. (laughs) <laughs> and we're just kind of sipping there like we're just absolutely cooled off. Nothing nothing crazy.
2: Uh Deep Hat is going to look right at the camera as uh Jet uh the Jet Collective get closer and say on behalf of the Wilkie's Corporation and especially your name here, we hereby dedicate this victory and as they go by to charity. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. And you see the f- the just fuming faces. Of the Jet Collective as they reluctantly pass the finish line,
1: and we give them all like those mock golf claps. It's like, "Ooh, way to go!" <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, hi! I didn't see you there. This <laughs> was
1: just like holding out a joint
3: to them as they're going by. Mariko's and then, we, and me. then,
1: yeah, and then we just lazily like cross the finish line yeah. uh, for our second place, if and, there is such a thing.
0: Yeah, and there's numerous screens of of crowds across the neon scene go like, "Woo!"
1: So yeah we are uh we're just gonna slowly skate up towards them, and uh just uh shit talk, I guess, like wow, you guys were so good, oh, just so inspiring the entire time. I loved how you guys almost flew off the ramp at the end, gave us that extra kick, but hey, you can't you you you, you proved yourself in the end <laughs> you ca-
2: you guys kept your perfect record, and you'll know that you kept this perfect record every time you look at it, so'll. Well, all of these people. Good job, guys. Rebecca, really looking
0: it. pissed, just takes, uh, just turns around and you see Mariko following her. Christine's about to follow, looks back, throws something at McKnight and turns around. I, I grab it. It's a crumpled piece of paper.
1: Ooh, I unroll it. It's a, it's there a might number. be a bomb in there. What's it? It's what is a it? number. Ugh. I, I look at it and then I like, hide it and she's like, <laughs> ugh, it's just a threat. <laughs> <laughs> I pocket it, though. She's yep. just trying to write threats and scare us. But we don't scare in your name here, do we, guys?
0: Woo! What? Woo! Mm-hmm.
1: We're trying to get our numbers up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, and you guys win. And now for the grand prize, a lifetime supply of their sponsor's product.
2: Holy shit. We never should have entered this.
0: <laughs> hey,
1: hey, hey. The good news is we didn't win that. I look towards the camera. Uh, we we don't want, you know, to drink it out of, you know, uh, house and home. So, yeah, whatever. The, wh- wh- who are their sponsors? Gold!
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Their sponsor product. Your sponsor's product.
1: Wait, you why have do they a get lifetime a
0: lifetime supply of
1: Wilkie's. But why do we get We didn't win.
0: Hmm? Oh, right, you didn't. Oh, right. Sorry,
2: right, yeah. never mind. Uh, I've and because we did- didn't win, really, we're the winners. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't have a lifetime supply of panic. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, to be fair.
3: fair, that's basically a case and a half. Oh, shit. Is, is it called is panic? I thought it was called paranoid. Ah. We, yep. We've
2: been actually bouncing around the entire th- time. So I'm just going to say that the, there are two flavors. There's kind of like Red Bull. Uh, there's panic and there's paranoia, which are both
0: things. If your kid came home drinking that. <laughs> so what the real prize is you hear. And, and for the... S- First place, of course, is a Lifetime Pride of their product. Second place is yours. Here you go. And you see, uh, a card slowly floats in front of uh, Ezra. One hundred dollar gift card to uh, Spartan.
1: Don't forget that uh, fifty dollars $50 oh. of that goes to uh, fifty credits of that goes to our sponsor.
0: And you see, it's a, it's, a, it's a, there's a like a digital sign on the card, and it goes from one hundred to fifty.
1: Oh. <laughs> Okay, let's go find a Spartan. Then we got to get back, guys. We, uh, it's getting late, and my sister needs me to help her break some shit.
2: Okay. I mean, that's a noble cause as any. Let's get out of here.
1: And yeah, we're, uh, where's Spartan? What is Spartan?
0: Spartan is a gun company. Ooh. But they sell other smaller products. Like trench coats. Like Uh-oh. trench coats. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to front of trench coats and guns. <laughs> a Spartan company. A Spartan company.
1: <laughs> yes, officer. This is the look. C- could you describe them? And then they look towards the screen
3: where we are standing in front of you, <laughs> holding the Spartan gift card. <laughs> like posing with it because we're taking a picture. <laughs>
1: oh, no.
3: <laughs> oh, pickles. You know what? Uh, can I actually do watch
1: out? Which is, I I clear one trouble, but introduce a, that that problem.
0: Yep. Uh, so you're standing in front of trench coat and guns, reconsidering your options, and when you hear corporate police, turn around.
1: Well, I think as uh, teenagers, we we do the responsible thing, and immediately. Juke into, into the nearby, ho- yeah. Break into a run into the alleyway yeah. and making a run for it, yeah. not turning around, <laughs> not saying anything. We're booking it.
0: Yeah, you hear, woo woo, woo as you go. Cross, all of you on your on your uh, hoverboards cross to numerous alleys trying to escape the popo. And you turn a corner and with Ezra leading you head towards another alley because there's so many alleys in this dimension. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, well, yeah <laughs> well, uh, guys. I think what's playing while we're trying to get away is something techno. So how about Duhas? Like that's nineties, right? <laughs> Yeah,
0: Duas. Yeah, duhass. Um
2: Yeah, that's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. How about Durrati Snowstorm? Stor- I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, that's
2: That was on. That was on the top ten for like a year, and yeah, it was a summer bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Anyway, and you turn a corner, and with Ezra, you go through the thin walls between dimensions into the next dimension, and you find yourself in what was it called? Dish. Vast- yeah, you and you all find yourself in vestiche uh, you, as you p- portal out, you 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 uh you you left uh, what looks like a dirty alley in a neon city cyberpunk setting into a dirty alley in a post-apocalyptic setting. Uh, you see that the buildings, well, most of the building that you're coming out of, uh, uh scenes around you are basically devastated. The there's dirt and filth all around you. And you go in, you go out and you see an empty plain, an empty wasteland with the occasional corrupted tree.
3: Yeah. Now we just got to find where the mall is. Okay. You know what? I,
1: I we really do need to get going. So let's just try to find our way back home. I mean, we gotta deliver this diamond thing. I checked to make sure the diamond's still in the backpack. It's still by in the way. backpack. And we can come back later, especially since we know where the VIP entrance is now.
0: Right.
3: Right. Right. So I remember you you mentioned that there was there was from Vestige, there was an exit out to Null, right yes in the mall actually in the mall there we go so and
1: oh and I'm going to pull out my my space time mm meter mm-hmm. which again looks like an old broken radio antenna yep. and I'm kind of waving it around trying to get a signal
0: yep and you hear beep 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 and you get in the direction of the portal
1: we're going to start heading that way.
0: Yep, uh, it's about a mile or so of riding, and eventually you see the grand. Well, woe us once before this world was devastated by nuclear war. A grand mall, uh, huge. You think maybe you don't know why, how, why they built it this big? Like maybe a, like a two square miles of just pure mall.
1: Do you think this is like one of those zombie fallout stories, or is it just like a general fallout story?
3: I think it's just a general. I don't. I don't see anything on the map about zombies.
1: Oh, he says he like hits a rested can in annoyance as he uh, flies on by on his uh, hoverboard.
0: And as you're flying on by, uh, I'm going to say before they see you, uh, you see what looks like uh, several uh, men and women, what looks like uh, uni- strange, completely black uniforms. Uh, but some of them have sort of armbands that are, that are sort of, well, shimmer in various colors. And you would recognize them, McKnight. Members of Shimmer.
1: Oh, I stop uh, and I kind of wave everybody uh, off uh, to get off their bikes and hide behind like an overturned dumpster. And McKnight tosses a glance over and mumbles, I think those people are from Shimmer. Uh, The You know, those bad cats.
0: Yeah, I know Shimmer.
1: Yeah, we don't get involved with Shimmer.
0: You're the group. They're the group that hired you.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I okay. literally I literally got hired by my boss to oh, do this. Right. Remember, yes, yes, I yes. had no idea it's Shimmer, but... Oh,
0: right. Okay. Then...
1: <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like, I would never get involved in <laughs> Shimmer, but I'm literally delivering this <laughs> okay. giant diamond to sh- my boss. Yeah.
0: Then, so then what I'm going to say is that as they're there in hiding, you see a couple of the uh, people passing by you here. Is like, so how long do you think those kids get here? I don't know. Do you think they grabbed the diamond? Probably. I mean, they're they're dumb kids, but they're good at what they do. But you sure you want to do the thing to them? We can't let anybody know. Okay, so I was off board, and then I was on board, and now I'm off board
1: again. Yeah. So
2: this is a trap?
1: Yeah, no. I don't even know how they figured this out. I mean, Fat Tony is a really reliable guy. He wouldn't have sold us out. And then I kind of re- I, I kind of look back towards all those times I walk into like I, like his like trailer at the construction site, and some guy is like like you know has his finger cut off and muffled, and Fat <laughs> Tony's like, "Don't worry about it, Clint. He uh, cut his finger doing qu- making his quilts. <laughs> He's just biting down to make him feel better." I'm like, "Okay, boss." So I'm like, "Oh no, I think Fat Tony's part of Shimmer." Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's bad. It makes so much sense. He pays me shit. Okay. Okay. So what do we do, guys?
2: Well, we've got this thing. Fat Tony knows who we are. That's a a big problem. They want this thing. And then they want to do what they ominously described as the thing to us.
1: Maybe it's like, you know, support us financially, you know, give, I don't know. You don't think Fat Tony would kill us, right? I think back towards that one time I hear screams from like the, the, the cement mixer. And he's like, that's just the cement sounds like it's begging for its life. But trust me, it doesn't have a life. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs)
2: It's like it's like I don't think, and then it just immediately jump cuts to you, like <laughs> like about to knock on Fat Tony's door, and you're blimp, blim It's okay, just kill the guy. Good night.
3: <laughs> it's okay, we're just making popcorn. P.S., oh. yes, if you ever tell anybody, I'll kill you. I <laughs> will
1: okay. pop you like that. Pop this son of a bitch popcorn. Okay, Fat Tony. See you tomorrow. Oh man, I'm so bad at this. <laughs>
2: Still, still the best performance review I've gotten this time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of rub my face. I'm like, okay, okay. What do we do? We can't, we can't piss off Shimmer. Like Shimmer will literally come to my parents' trailer, kill Bill, and then they'll do bad shit.
2: <laughs> okay. So the only way that... Oh, wait a second. The only way they'll do something to us, whatever that thing is is if they think we've got this diamond. What if we just tell them we failed? We fucked it up.
1: But then they'll probably still kill us. Shimmer doesn't like fuck-ups.
2: Well, too bad, because Shimmer is going to try to fucking kill the people who just did second place on the whatever board circuit, Neon City. And then suddenly we disappear? People are going to wonder, our fans are going to wonder where we went, right?
1: What if we broadcast? We, th- I mean, if this is Shimmer, I mean, let's just keep an open broadcast going and, uh, oh, shit, no. But Then our fans, our fans will see that there's Shimmer. Ace, what do you think? What do you think we should do? You're pretty chill right now.
3: Ace is, like, you know, sitting like looking down thoughtfully. What? Um, what? Oh, right, right. The, uh, so this here's what we do. Here's what we do. Right? Here's what we do. We got, we got, we got. We, we grab the diamond and we kind of just roll it over to them, and then they don't see us. And They get their diamond, and then we go home.
1: Uh, so we get them to take the diamond. We're not there when they snatch it, and while they're out snatching it, we sneak by them and get out. Get out that way.
3: Yeah, exactly
1: what I said. I'm with Ace on this one. I think that's Aces. That's why we gave him that nickname. Speaking of nicknames, I think like I've I really earned. The oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jesus, you said like when this thing was like activated, it had like a big shine to it, right? Yes. Um, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to go and take out my bat and say, "Okay, guys, I'll be right back." And I'm going to slice down space and time with my bat because that's what a Nega friction bat can do. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to teleport to the top of a nearby water tower that is in view of um Shimmer. And I'm going to place this diamond on the very top.
0: Interesting. All right, give me a roll.
1: Okay. And you know what? I'm also going to use a uh I will use a friction bat dice on this. I succeed, but there's a problem
0: you successfully place it in the water tower, but on as, top of the water on tower. top of the water tower, but as you place it on top of the water tower, the energies of your teleportation with the negafriction friction sword uh sorry bat sort of interacts with the with the diamond as as you sort of i'm going to assume to also just uh move away from the diamond yes Yep. Yeah, and it begins to glow, and you see electrical arcs go from the diamond to the water and go down into into the ground underneath the water into the ceiling and you see but uh, the rest of you see a shimmer looks up and is like what the hell is that is that the and then all of you see as the devastated mall starts to power up
3: oh dear
1: What's the devastated mall? Oh, oh, the mall itself the mall is. Mall the
0: starting is powering up. You see numerous star stores start to turn on. You see as, nu- as as ancient and decrepit machines that have haven't worked for who knows how long start to turn on. And you hear you hear uh, you hear a bunch of uh, pre recorded messages like "Welcome to Wilco's. Here, buy some. Hey, have some. Here. Hey, would you like some? And you see what looks like these ancient archaic robots start to turn on as well and start to go like. Welcome. Uh, well is your license? Security. Security. And uh, numerous, ro- uh, like I said, uh, numerous robots are turning on and start pointing towards the Shimmer troops.
2: Hell of a grand reopening. Yep. Yeah.
0: You know,
1: everything must go. And hopefully it starts with them. Let's get going, guys.
2: Yep. The robots from uh, Chopping Mall. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we're going. Uh, as soon as like the Shimmer people are distracted, we are trying to make our way uh towards that portal as fast as our boards can carry us.
0: Okay, and you start moving up through the portal. You see uh you hear behind you the use sh- the sounds of gunfire and blades and you don't want to look behind you. You're sure they're fine. And as you continue on, I need each of you to give me one trouble roll as you're trying to leave this <laughs> mall.
2: It's like the the local arcade is like it's like pirates plenty. There's something like welcome to Pirates Plenty. Hope you're not here for my booty. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> and then we just hear like the clanging of a sword. <laughs> yeah, high high fatality rate with that with that uh
0: <laughs> with that store, but yep. fun I mean, as hell. Yeah. I rolled a six. Apple, All good.
1: I, I rolled a three, which is I have a trouble of two, so you're made
0: right. it. You made it. Demetrius.
2: I su- well, it just says I succeed, but there's a problem.
0: Well, yeah, but if, if 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 it was a succeed with a problem, it would have been a four or a five, so you succeed. Uh, okay, cool. So all of you explain how you each escape a massive trouble before escaping through the portal.
1: Uh, Jesus. Shoot. I would like to get rid of my uh trouble, one of my troubles. Okay. And I can clear a trouble, but I want to add a problem, okay. and I'm going to suggest this problem. I'm listening. As I am taking off, you know, as I'm, like, skating uh, towards the mall, as I pass, like, a kind of a corner, that's when a Shimmer Troop steps in the way, kind of trying to get away from some robots, and we slam into each other. I immediately get up, and I start taking off again down it, uh, but at no point do I realize that I have lost my wallet, uh, <laughs> and the Shimmer Troop. Definitely, you know, looks down where my, where I, I cl- crashed into a woman to seize a wallet. It's Velcro. It's made out of duct tape, but certainly has my license on it. Okay. But yeah, I just, you know, honestly, I just kind of brute force it. I, I, I push anything in my way, out of my way, uh, heading towards the exit.
0: And all three of you head towards the exit and escape in, uh, right next to the farmhouse that you, that's sh- the, the only farmhouse in the suburbs.
1: Back into our home?
0: Uh yeah, back in your home dimension, back in Hillview. And you hear all of hear of the bleeding of goats. Okay. That's so screwed up. So we just leave like the second week
2: before we get into the portal. It's like ah! <laughs> ah! and then we just pass through. It's like
3: ah! <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm already bored.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. I, I I stand up and uh wipe off the hay from my pants and then hold my hand up in victory. I was like, we did it. We did it. We, we dropped the diamond. So we didn't steal it. They know where it's at. And now there's a bunch of robots that's tearing through them. So they got their hands full. We got nothing to worry about.
2: (laughs) Hell yeah. We just go back out tomorrow night. I feel like we're on a roll.
1: Heck yeah. Let's, let's, let's do some closing thoughts to our fans. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's go back to the, uh, the treehouse first.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're going to the treehouse. We're not going to do it in front of goats. Fuck, <laughs> screw you goats.
0: One of the <laughs> goats bumps you into leg.
1: Hey! I, I prod it in the head with my, my bat, but just kind of a gentle prod. I'm not going to nail bat a goat.
0: <laughs> All the ghosts look at you.
1: Oh God! Run, run! <laughs> we, it just—it just shows us like taking off, like the goats chasing us. Get to My the electric pits! <laughs> Ball ram you, motherfucker! Wow,
2: that's a throwback.
1: Yep. Um, What's well, the '90s?
2: Yep. Mm. All right, we head out for closing thoughts for our yeah. Unless you're going to throw some more robots at us, no.
0: Before we decide that, remember, uh, since it's the end of the game. For this turbo edition, we need to roll what happens. So, first off, we're going to roll the low points. I need each of you to roll uh, D6s for however many uh troubles you have.
2: Okay, so this is where we would
0: use live dice. Mm-hmm. All right,
1: and do we want high numbers or low? You
0: want uh you want low numbers for this.
1: Are you sure it's not like you take the highest number because why would you want wouldn't you want more trouble in order to get the uh...
0: For low points, you want low. For high points, you want high.
1: I know, but wouldn't you take the highest number though? If you roll, so if I have five trouble, and I rolled all five trouble, then
0: oh right, you're right. I, right. So you want, you high- never mind. it's been yeah. a long night. So
1: what would happen is, I think is like whatever you roll, you want low, but you have to take. Oh the, right, you're right, you're right. Sorry, your highest number. Sorry,
0: it's- listeners, it's been a long night. But anyway, so what was your high? So what is your highest number? I apologize.
1: Yeah, minus three.
0: Okay, three. Demetrius is six, and Ezra was two. Right, so two. Yep. Okay, so... (laughs) Of course it was. So, McKnight and Ezra, a mild embarrassment, an amusing predicament, a change of plans, a thing that still nags at you, a looming threat. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I think I proved mine. But slowly, as uh, the the scene goes towards like you know Slaughterbot one hundred and sixty, with his friends all destroyed, he stumbles towards the portal. His hands clutching his broken like is a broke his like a stab wound in his like shoulder, but his like w- broken arm is clutching a wallet with a uh, McKnight's uh, school ID still on it. In it,
0: nice. And Ezra, uh, I
3: mean, I got what I got two so
0: yeah yeah your two is the uh, same as um of billy so a about embarrassment and amusing predicament a change of plans a thing that still nags at you or a looming threat
3: uh, hmm.
0: actually you know what i just realized we should also also roll high point as well just so you can mix the two together if you want sure okay so let's do also high point billy what is your high point so what's roll your styles
1: okay so and you want to roll high for this or yes low?
0: yeah you definitely want a high but what is your highest roll Oh, I rolled a 6. Living the dream, fame, popularity, money, contributed to science, or just complete happiness doing what you love. You get what you wanted most.
1: Okay, so like yeah, we uh, we're not so if the looming threat is what I have, but later on that night when I'm after I get done uh helping my sister with her homework, um I go back to my room and I sit in front of my computer, which is a big boxy computer, and I start up Aim. And, uh, I type in the number that I had on that piece of paper and it instantly connects me to her aim. And, uh, he's, and I say, hi, this is Clint. And I just get an emoji of a smiley face back from someone called Christine, uh, Christine, uh, number one fan. Nice. Which makes her a little egotistical, but whatever. <laughs> So that's my low point, that's my high point. Okay. You guys get to go nap too.
0: Okay, so uh, Dan, roll your style for me please. Yeah, I did uh, roll three ones. Three ones, okay. So your low point is a mild embarrassment, amusing predicament, a change of plans, a thing that still nags you or a looming threat. But your high point is a glimmer of hope, a new opportunity, a memory you'll always cherish, or something that can't be taken from you.
3: Um, I would say uh, uh the amusing predicament to start with, uh, which is that uh you know, after after all the, the the I guess the acclaim that their their video their recent videos got them, um, it turns out that uh, the guy who's been dealing uh, Ezra his pot thought, thought that was you know, he's getting a little bit too hot. And Ezra is in fact a minor, um, so uh, so we kind of decided, uh, you know what, I can't I can't sell you anymore, buddy, Ezra uh had to go and find a a, a new dealer uh and it uh, turns out uh that this uh dealer is, in fact um when, when he went when he went to, to meet this person um uh, turns out that it was uh what's, her, what's what was the uh the name of the uh the asian girl from uh um, Mariko Mariko yeah yeah it turns out uh it, it was Mariko and as soon as they recognized each other uh they, they they realize their 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 shared love of the herb. Uh and have struck <laughs> up an an unlikely if if uh you know if uh, very uh sarcastic uh friendship. Uh therefore that glimmer of hope, new opportunity.
0: Very nice. So Demetrius, you rolled six for low point, now roll always styles for high point. So I got a four for high point. Four for high point. Okay, so your low point is A lasting injury, a shattered dream, a future you can't escape, sent to Juvie, a lost friendship, something that haunts you. That's great. (laughs) But your high point is a new friend, an old friend, reconnecting with your family, progress towards a goal, rebuilding, or keeping at it.
1: That's like, I really want, like... In the goat barn, a bunch of electricity happens and suddenly falling out of the goat portal is like some naked, muscular man. And then there's like a Spartan tattoo on his <laughs> forehead. Dun, dun, da, dun, dun. <laughs> Shoplifters will be prosecuted.
2: <laughs> Just looks at a goat. Give me your clothes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, all right. So. Demetrius, uh, skates on home and there is a large collection of, uh, cars in the driveway up on, uh, they're up on the front lawn, they're, you know, up on the curb. It's at least 13 or 14, uh, individual cars, mostly nice cars, uh, in front of his, his sizable, uh, if not run down family home. And he doesn't hear the sound of a party. And his family is not really a party family. And he slowly walks up the stairs and he realizes that most of his family, including extended family, are seen through the windows in the, in the um, entertaining room and the uh, dining room and the living room in the parlor as he slowly enters he tries to like scoot by but immediately gets uh uh hears a snapping sound as his grandmother wraps his uh his ankles with her her cane and pulls him over to uh the most packed room of all of his uh relatives and they all get very very quiet some of them even stand up and they've Some people are drinking, some people are smoking, but everyone's staring at him. And uh, through the crowd comes um, Mr. Jenkins, and he is the family's attorney. And he says, uh, young man uh, Demetrius Lentz, I have to inform you that after reviewing an earlier copy of your grandfather's estate, that is that is further bound by law and his employment of my firm, you are the inheritor of his entire estate. And everyone drills holes in Demetrius uh, as, uh, as they stand at him, uh, stare at him and slowly the grandmother. So the number four, the upside, slowly the grandmother whispers something in Demetrius's ear. And Demetrius says, does, does that include the house? And Mr. Jenkins nods, he says. So this is this is, uh, this is mine? And Jenkins nods again. And Demetrius looks at his grandmother and says, all right, everybody get the fuck out.
0: <laughs> Love it. All right. And with that, we finish Slugbusters. All right. So, what'd you guys think?
1: First off, I love the setting. I mean, uh I love the setting. I think it's fantastic. I had a really good time. I could tell this is still a little bit of the beta, but um, you know, it's a little bit always hard to test if um you're in the beta version or you're just in the accelerated version of a game of like this is what you do and you just really want to game quickly, because it feels like, oh, there should have been more roles at some point. But I honestly feel pretty good about it. Uh and honestly, like I don't I don't like Powered by the Apocalypse, but I do I am starting to grow to like um Blades, the Blade System. Forge in the
0: Dark uh, Forge in the Dark.
1: Forge in the Dark system. And I actually think this is a really good system to use here. So overall, I, I would absolutely recommend playing this uh once they, you know, hammer out a few more details, but I had a very uh good time playing this.
2: Uh yeah, I like it. I like um I like the fa- I'm a huge fan of being alive in a t- time of gaming where somebody made a hack of another game that was so that was so good that now hacks of that hack are <laughs> becoming their own like their their own um, corner of the of the RPG geekosphere. Um, I I like this a lot. I love the fact that it's it's universe hopping that has a map that really does it for me. I like that stuff. Um, so that offers the ability to be able to learn the actual uh, topography of the world and be able to have that kind of conversation, have that have that lexicon ready when you start talking about it, like the more you play it. And I'm really, really into that. Love The Strange, because this reminds me a bit of the setting of The Strange. But the thing about The Strange is there's really no... Well, at least the way we've played it. No, topography. Like, you know, we can say it like you're in X dimension, whatever. It's like, oh, you can always go to blah dimension. In this, it's like, no, there's a roadmap and you need to follow the roadmap. I like that a lot. Um, I especially like the fact that uh, as it, I mean, I didn't look at your character sheets, but from what I could tell, everybody's got a thing that they do and they do it pretty well. And I dig that, you know, it's a huge sticking point for me. I did not feel like there was much overlap, if any. And I felt like the stuff that I was good at was, was, you know, uh, was comparable to what everyone else was good at. But, you know, we all had our own different things. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Powered by the Apocalypse. It's no secret to our listeners. I have a lot of trouble wrapping my head around it because I'm more of a crunchy dude um but uh i love 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 this character sheet holy shit game developers make more like learn from this character sheet this character sheet is so useful in every way i love it so yeah bang on perfect for this character sheet i never once didn't understand what i could do never once had to like open up a different dice roller or didn't understand what my gravity beam did it was great it sounds like a small thing but it's not it's really 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 great and i wish and i hope that like more game developers will make something so interactive and and useful so
3: yeah i mean not much else to add. with what everybody's already said like it's it's a fun system i i really like dig that it's fairly straightforward uh but at the same time just completely like go wild with the universe um and uh the the only problem i have with it as a one-shot is that a lot of the mechanics are meant to give you more style and more trouble um so they're really all all built to get to that that that, i guess that 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 end of the story um that i kind of usually prefer like like any it's it's not only at the end of the story but like setting up for the next chapter and uh if I'm playing a one-shot, the stuff that is like, oh, by doing this stuff, you'll have something more interesting next game is not a huge motivator, <laughs> you know? Uh, like I didn't really have a lot of motivation to keep picking up style uh, or anything because just getting style doesn't give me anything in the game and only really affects like that, that ending and increases my risk. Um, versus if this was an ongoing game where it's like, well, no, these things that I set up at the end affect what's gonna happen next uh so that's I think my only criticism of the system as as a system for a one shot that the mechanics are meant to affect an ongoing story and therefore such mechanics are not very compelling when there will be no ongoing story uh that said overall though again really fun game totally echo the character sheet part uh, this is uh I, at first I was, I was unsure about having a character sheet inside of an excel sheet but nah nah this shit works
2: I uh I I don't really so for for just a, a minor mechanics yes I know shocker um, question I don't really did any of us use a kick
1: I know what your criticism is going to be but that's kind of our criticism of always been these like uh, powered by the apocalypse forged in the dark games where um, you know it says like oh you can use a kick and if you fail it's going to be really bad but not nah, it's going to be better it's like you and me are definitely the type that want to know like. But what do you mean, better? Like, what does that mean? And really, it's for these kind of games. It's just like whatever the GM wants. Like, it always seems a little bit. I wasn't a huge fan of that, but I'm. But I'm not going to hold it against this game. It's just how the style of this system is. Of uh, it gives a lot of, un, not crystal clear. Or not crystal clear. It's, it's very ambiguous on like what your rewards are. So like, I was kind of hesitant to give do a kick because I was like. Well, I don't know how much this is going to help me in the end. So that, that's my only thing.
0: The, the way I viewed Kick personally is because I ha, we reviewed these rules. And the, by the way, the, the rules we played with were the turbo rules for were created specifically for one-shot adventures but i also had a vision of an earlier version of these rules that were made for like the campaign version and one of the things they were introducing was the whole progress track which is actually for those familiar with Forge of the dark is something you might be familiar where like if they're trying to commit a, a longer goal there's like a progress bar and like that's cut into little pie. it's a, a pie and you cut into like little pie shapes uh slices of the pie and basically, as they progress through the next challenge, they, you bark off a section of that pie, and then once you complete the pie, you're done with that with that particular section, and you move on to the next part of the adventure, whatever it may be. So the way I viewed it is a combination of the two. So basically, uh, for example, when you were facing off against uh, the bird, the evil the evil vulture last game, I had a small I had basically had a small uh, pie, uh, and basically like if every Every challenge you completed marked off a small slice of that pie, but if you use the kick, I would say it would it would increase that to two slices or maybe three.
2: Okay, so that's where the blade system comes, Forged in the Dark system exactly, comes in. Exactly, Um Cool. Uh, my only, uh, the only... And like, this is what my
0: assumption, this wasn't hmm. clear cut because like I said, it's a beta, they're still trying to iron out oh, the know Oh, 1000%.
2: Camps. And again, I love the Forged in the Dark system, but man, one thing I'm going to say is that like, its strength is also its weakness, its uh it's it's not vagueness, but it's it's weird adherence to like crunch and to hyper storytelling uh narrative uh is sometimes like can lead you in really different directions and it's hard to it's hard to marry the two sometime. Um I would say uh uh if I had any like legit thing that I would want to note uh to the developers is um at the end of the game when we rolled for like what happened at the end the tone for rolling a six on the bad die seemed to swing wildly in a darker direction or a harsher direction than the language that the character sheet and the game thus far had led me to believe it was going to happen uh like you know like roll like oh you know like something cool happens or something bad happens. And I rolled a six and it's like a shattered dream, a permanent injury. And it's like, whoa, like that seems really bad. And like to, to take a game that's like bright pink and bright greens. And what are your stats style and trouble and attitude? And then be like, you lost a leg seems really like a wild change in tone that maybe should be tamped down like, like language wise so that, You don't roll one die and then suddenly have to rack your brain for why your character just got, like, gut-punched. When other people are like, Free sodas at the quickie mark. Like, it just seemed like that moment I was like, I don't know what the tone is for this ending roll, and I don't know why it's...
3: The the rules specifically say to end it on a high note. That's why they say, like, you know, roll for the bad stuff first, then roll for the good stuff, because you want to end on the good stuff. But it's like, when the bad stuff was like, yeah you are vain for life, you know, getting all your dreams came true, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, it just seemed like it it seemed uh like it was far too much in either direction, you know, uh like roll one, you know you're living the dream like cool, uh that's hard to describe, but then six is like everything's uh, this really terrible thing happens, like also kind of hard to to just like kind of spring out again because the the vibe of the game feels different than that than both those options
0: yeah that's it yeah and i also like you guys pretty much explained all the stuff i was going to say but the one thing i also want to add is uh when i look at a a game and look at his writing one thing i love is when they nailed the aesthetic and this death book definitely nailed from what i've read like the aesthetic the 90s esque, like the weird futuristic 90s aesthetic of the system was really intriguing to me like absolutely that, yeah it was it was just a fun ride to read through
2: yeah absolutely and um uh i'm actually red green colorblind and i could still tell the difference between the 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 green and not green text so that is some bright colors y'all. well done. <laughs>
0: Alright, then with that, uh we're out. Thank you, uh, Howard, for giving us the opportunity to play this game and uh see you guys next time.
3: Hey guys, this is Dan, the aka the bad boy of Fandable. I'm here to uh ask you guys for money, basically. We're we're here uh because we're doing this out of love, we're doing this. We've got shows. If you liked what you just heard, we probably have more just like it. If you didn't like what you just heard, we have way more that's not like it. We have so much stuff, and we've given it all out to you because we love you. We love you. We do it out of love. But guess what? Love don't pay the bills. If you go to patreon.com slash and you donate a little sum sum for us, we might just have a little sum sum for you. If you can't, that's fine because, did I mention... We love you. And you can go to Twitter, find Fandible there. You can go to Facebook, search for Fandible there. Listen, just search for Fandible. Whatever pops up, it's probably ours. And you should probably subscribe, like, link, share, etc. Do it, because we love you.